You're listening to Bellwether's podcast with Matthews Joseph. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into Bellwether's podcast. Uh, it's it's me, Matthews, and we are back here this week with a new guest. Uh, it's my buddy Steve James uh, from. He's the founder of Spike Nard. Um, if you guys are based out of India. especially hyderabad bangalore or if you are associated with if you follow social media you will not miss spike nard because they are doing some incredible work all the way in india and steve is the founder the visionary he's like the brains behind it and you know it's an honor to have him and steve is basically from africa and it's our first person from africa on this podcast so i am definitely honored to have steve over here and a bit of back story that she steve was sharing with me before this podcast was recorded he was telling me he's from africa he grew up in the united states for 16 years then moved to india and you know he's doing some crazy amazing work over there and you know i cannot be more honored more thrilled and more uh, i cannot be excited more to have you on the podcast welcome Steve, welcome to Belvedere's podcast. Thank you, thank you, man. That was a good intro, man. He got me excited, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I know, I know, I did cover uh, maybe a bit niche of it, but you know, why didn't you come in a couple of words? You know, why did you tell what you do uh, about Spike Nard, about you know uh, how you ended up in India, of course, from Africa. Yeah, so my name is Steve. Yeah, founder of Spike Nard. Uh, we are a creative collective. um and we yeah we just i would say you know the story is based out of you know um the store of Mary of Bethany so spikenard is the oil that was in the alabaster jar and it is actually from india the himalayas like in north india and so um i just think it's so sweet like so cool that this story where jesus says wherever the good news goes right her story will be told right and this that means everywhere the story is told india is put on the map like globally like that is dope to me like when i think about that i'm so excited because if i was indian i would be like bragging about this you know cuz like that's <laughs> such like an intense statement you know for jesus to make um and so i found this story found out the whole thing and i was just like oh my goodness like this is it i'm going to just be part of this story part of telling this story and so yeah we're trying to do it through the creative arts just trying to use music media film and different ways to really not even us producing some of the content sometimes but really encouraging other creatives to to kind of take that take their dreams and encourage them to step up um and yeah so i have been doing that for the last few years like the last two years Um I am also a student. I'm doing um my masters in social work um and I yeah like as he, as Matthew said I I grew up in Africa and then I shifted to the states for the last 16 years before I came to India. So I've kind of been a, around everywhere, you know, been, you know, traveling a little bit in the last few years in Asia and Africa. So because I work with another organization called Finmango where I get to train people in financial literacy, so really passionate about financial, you know, um you know yeah. uh, literacy so i'm super excited to this cool man that's awesome i am definitely excited you know and i think one of my first questions that i want to ask to you is about culture and leadership and especially 
I think uh, I think you were one of the best people to address that because you were brought, born in Africa, moved to the United States, then India. So how do you think that these cultures have influenced your leadership? And how do you think like, you know, an African, I mean, because I, th- I feel like the African culture, the American culture, the Indian culture are three different, you know, I think they can be three different extremes. And, you know, and it will be so hard for you to cope up, especially on a leadership level with these different cultures. And how were you able to like, you know, go through that? And how were you able to uh, set up your influence in a varying culture background? So, I mean, I, I always say this thing, okay? So when you are, okay, like coming into a culture, you know, the thing is you have to, see, the thing is if I come into your house and I am like complaining all the time, if I come into a culture and I'm complaining about the culture, people are going to be against me because at the end of the day, even if they hate their culture, like they'll also be against me. And so I think that's kind of like the problem, like with like a lot of leaders, even if we're talking about, because like every business has a culture, a work culture. See, culture is something that it's like water for fish, right? It's like the air, right? It's everywhere, right? But but we can't see it because like the way, you know, I dress, the way you dress, the way you cut your hair, everything is culture, right? You can't really define culture. Like it's really hard to define, right? Music is culture, you know, India, Africa, the States, like there's different musical cultures like food culture this culture is everything we see breathe everything so saying that i think that if you want to come into like a space and really have impact the first thing is you have to love you have to be open you know because i think the reason that i've been able to be successful coming from different perspectives looking different sounding different is because I come in and I say, you know what? I love India, like, and I love it more than, you know, you guys do. Show me, you know, let's, let's, let's go at it. You know, <laughs> like I'm here, I left everything. Come on, let's go. You know, and, and I can, you know, come into a room and, and, and just the thing is, you know, criticizing something doesn't change anything. Coming in, a critical attitude, you know, these are the things that of course that we have can work with that every culture i believe that every has positives and negative so it's negative to my culture like as far as like african positives and negatives to indian culture so it's like trying to see like the beauty in each culture and bring them to the forefront, you know, to really make a teamwork, make a cross culture teamwork. So those, those are the things I really say, you know, like you have to be, you know, you have to love the cultures. You have to be proactive, try the foods, you know, go out, meet the people, you know, wear the clothes, you know, enjoy yourself, you know, be passionate about those things. Then people accept you. Definitely. And I, I think I would definitely agree 100% with you because uh, I think uh, 
one of the reasons, one of the things that you just said right now makes sense because um, I, I, I mean, I personally was brought up in different cultures. So I was brought in India, but I was brought up for a majority of my life in the Middle East. And then I moved back to India and then I moved to the US. So that's like right. three different cultures and the Middle Eastern culture fascinates me. Uh, it stands, I mean, there are a lot of similarities with the Israeli culture, with the Jewish culture and things like that. But, you know, there, there are different, there are similarities and I love the cultures. And I think like that adds a lot of exposure to how you deal with people and, you know, the way that you deal with them, the, the way that you speak with them, the way that they deal with things. And I think that there's a lot right. of things that we can learn from them. And, you know, that is actually one of the most amazing things about, uh, about about the cultures and i think every person who's the the way that they're brought up i think that's how their culture defines them or their leadership defines them like if they are brought up in a middle eastern pattern or they're brought up in india so a, a guy who's brought and brought up in india and who lead, who has a leadership skill might be different from a one who's compared to brought and brought up in the us or brought and brought up in africa or middle east so I think these cultures have a way of influencing us so much more than we think. And there's more to it than it meets the eye. And the way that we do things, the, the processes that we orient ourselves with, especially like, you know, since I work with an IT firm and I, I, work, I work, work with a couple of IT businesses too. And I see that these cultures, when it comes to even a business culture, uh, the pace is different from country to country. Like if I have a Middle Eastern client, their specifics are different, whereas compared to a UK-based client or an American-based client or an Indian-based client. So I think the pace of business is also uh, very much linked with culture. And I think the base of leadership also is very much intertwined with culture. culture. And I think that is very important too, because the way we lead people definitely matters. And the way that the, the style which we lead with, because you would have a, your leadership capacity would be different compared to mine and it would be different to someone who is listening to this podcast. So well, it, yeah, I think it on. varies. And, you know, I think that actually adds on to the uniqueness of your leadership as well. Man, Matt, I mean, I love actually that you also have this experience and I love listening to you talk because I can see your passion, you know, for your clients and, and, you know, with clients, you know, especially in sales and marketing, it's all about how people it's, it's feelings based, bro, you know, and, and if you hurt someone's sentiments, if you don't take time to learn and study, I mean, there's so many blunders that can happen and I'm sure you have stories to tell because I have some stories sure. to tell, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've done a lot of mistakes in the past, but, you know, and I think that also has enabled me to understand what kind of requirements that they need. Like I had a business in the past that it miserably failed. And, you know, and I don't, I don't want, I, and the only person to blame at the end of the day was me because I could not cope up with the culture of a different country. So, and I had to start again from square one by researching on what exactly is that is what I need and which helped me transform the business into a different model, into a different vision. And I think if you don't, if you don't, if you don't like do enough research or if you don't do enough uh, work investigation about the culture where your business is located at or what kind of people that are clients that your business, uh, business, brings i think you will fail miserably because uh i think you just need to know the pace of the clients and you know if you if you have a happy client definitely you get paid and if you don't have a happy client you may or may not get paid it depends but you know and i think uh we just have to deal with that and we just have to understand that on a personal level too 
Yeah, no, it's very true. I, I agree with you that, you know, when, how someone feels, how you leave someone feeling is really important, especially in cross-culture leadership, uh, leadership and culture. You have to, so, so something, you know, it's actually on my bio. <laughs> um, it, you know, it's like I say, criticizing, you know, culture, you know, doesn't change culture, but it's creating more of it. So it's like, what kind of culture are you creating with your client? Because like, even with your client, when you onboard, like how they feel when you're onboarding them, right? You know, the whole process from beginning to end, A to Z, is very important that you're mindful of how someone feels. Because like sometimes it's not just about numbers. It's, it's real people, real feelings with families back home. And they are coming in with like a perspective, right? Um, and so for me, I think that if you want to win in culture, it's very, very important that you're sensitive, sensitive to people's sentiments, that the person feels um, that they don't have to prove themselves. I think that's another thing I want to say is because sometimes, you know, just because you, I mean, I'm sure, you know, working in the Middle East, you know, working in different spheres, even in America right now, as a minority, you can walk into a room and feel like, hey, these people don't respect my opinion because I have to prove myself in a sense, right? because of my age, it can be ageism, it can be, you know, race, it can be different things, you know, and, and so having, you know, if you're a leader, creating spaces for your coworkers or your teams to have that space to actually uh, receive one another, you know, so for us as Spikenard, you know, we have a lot of Africans, you know, we have, you know, mostly Kenyans, and then we have, you know, Americans, you know, Westerners, and then we have a lot of Indians. And so, you know, when we're writing content, for instance, even like we just released a Christmas, you know, devotional. And so we had, you know, a Kenyan girl, right? You know, uh, two Indian ladies and then one an American girl. So, and it's also because it's, it's like a woman's perspective. So we did on like the women's, you know, the women, the Christmas story. And so I had women write the story, right? So I think that's kind of like a cultural thing as well, because when we're talking about culture, at least for me, it's not just cross-cultural culture. It's, it's also the way, you know, you approach different topics, right? Like as far as, you know, um, the culture I want to set in my team, okay? Like the way I value the different voices, the different cultures, the different nations, you know, and making sure that there's representation, right? I think representation matters. Um, and I think that's something if we, we can really talk about, you know, as a leader, look at your representation, you know? Are you only serving a certain demographic? Is that, is that a reason why? Um, and so, yeah, those are the, some things I would, I would just like to say, it's like creating more culture. So I would say for me, I have to remind myself, Hey, Steven, you're setting the culture, create the culture. Don't complain about the culture, set the culture. If women are not being allowed to do something like you help them, you know, give that them that space. If people, you know, if the Indians on the team are feeling like, Hey, you're only allowing, you know, the Americans to have this spot or like the Africans, you know, because I'm African then I need to listen to that. Right? right. I'll tell you this short story. I remember the worst probably I was at a leadership retreat and I asked like the people that I was leading, Hey, just tell me anything. Just, I just want you guys to be vulnerable with me. And I remember this girl, she was, a, a, a in a sense, like she was new to the team and she was under this other uh, girl called Beth. And she was like really good, excellent, probably one of my trusted, you know, uh, people that worked for me. And, I remember the girl, her name was Katie. Um, she was also short in stature. She was like very young, but like short in stature as well as a person. 
And, you know, Beth was like huge, you know, she was a tall girl, you know, like, you know, commending, walks into a room and, you know, you pay attention to her types, you know. And I remember Katie said, you know, Stephen, I feel sometimes when I give an opinion, when I give a suggestion in a team meeting, I might as well not say it because you don't listen to me. You always go to Beth, you know, and it cut me. But it was one of the best things I've ever learned is like, oh, man, that's the culture I'm setting. Right. So I think those things are important just to come back to that point. Um, I think culture, you know, is what we create. Right. Definitely. And I, I think I could totally agree with you on that because uh culture is what you create and you know and if you keep criticizing culture you're not gonna get anywhere and you know and no. if you find something there is something wrong with the culture or something that you see a drawback and you i think you can step in and offer to make that wrong or right or you can step in there you can offer that to make it better and i think as individuals each of us has that potential and as individuals i, I think we should i mean that's one of the things that we need to teach the younger generation too because uh cultures can be different but you know but uh at the end of the day uh the culture that really matters is a kingdom culture as what god has taught us and at the end of the day whatever whatever color you are whatever race you are whatever from whatever place on earth you are you might be from africa india us uk or you know australia wherever you are from at the end of the day what matters is the kingdom culture because uh, all these cultures are early cultures but at the end of the day what matters is how you are with god and how what culture you are taking from god and i think it's danny silk who said this the culture of the kingdom of heaven is love and i think that's mm. one of the basic things that you know we need to understand and that's like one of the most um i think that, that that's going to be one of the main principles in life because to have a kingdom culture and i think definitely like the story you were sharing mary of bethany where she actually poured the alabaster oil on on the feet of jesus out of love and you know even when people criticized her jesus was like you know she's doing it out of her love she's doing it out of the time she wants to spend with me and i think that is amazing because that is also that is that is actually the pure definition of the culture that jesus is trying to bring into us and you know everything's require sacrifice but these sacrifices come out of love you don't sacrifice it because you have to you sacrifice is because of the love that you have for the father and when that concept kicks in i think you know things change and you start to perceive things on a different level right right no i agree with you 100% i think that sacrifice you know that is something that's underrated you know right. for uh, sure in, in culture and leadership like leadership leadership is sacrifice um and you can't really be a good leader unless you're willing to sacrifice, you know, a lot. And, um, and the second thing is culture. When you're thinking about culture, when you enter into like a different culture than your own, there's a lot of things you have to be willing to sacrifice, right? Um, there's a lot of things that you have to look at the culture. Like if I come into your home, you know, there's a culture you've set with your parents, with your family or anyone. Like, I mean, I'm just talking if I come into your home right. and it's like your parents' home and, you guys have a culture. There's a way that I should address your father. There's a way that, you know, I should take maybe my shoes off at the door. You know, there's like a way that I should, you know, clean my, my hands or there's, there's places for everything. Right. I should not put my feet on the table. You know what I'm saying? Um, so there's, there's different things that, that, um, that are set in a home or like, let's just say, I'm just, let's say the home is like a country or a culture, like just a different culture from your own. 
you should always coming in, you should always come in with humility, you know, like with love, with, uh, in a sense, with that, with that, <laughs> with, with that mindset that, Hey, I need to sacrifice. If let's say, you know, it, my, you know, I can wear my shoes inside the home. Right. I need to be willing to be like, okay, this is not a big deal. Right. I'm just using a simple thing, but in the same way, you know, coming to India, or if someone comes to Africa, there's different things that you have to sacrifice. So I know, for instance, like there's like dress codes, right? That that are seen as like, okay, this is like modest for India. So some of the girls, you know, I remember like, you know, just wearing tights and, and you know, like or even the saris or different things for weddings or different, you know, like wearing dupatas or wearing the head coverings. You know, there's different things when you're at a service that, you know, people expect, you know, um, and so those things, you know, they're things that you might be like, I, I don't want to do this. Why do I have to do this? But, you know, it's really important. You know, I'll give you an example. I remember I was, I, I went to a service with two of my friends and they were, you know, like uh, two American girls and they were wearing boots, like, like Chelsea type of boots, you know, but like, they're like these, like, you know, and I remember one of the leaders was like, hey, girls here don't wear boots you know, and it was like a more of like, you know, not like a city city. They were like, you know, you have to wear like those slides, you know, those like more feminine shoes. And so if you want to relate to the women, right, like in a sense, you have to not stand out so much to a place where you're like such an outsider. So in a sense, those things matter. And I've had to learn that. And and I, I believe you're very right. You know, that, that culture sacrifice is very important. Definitely. And one other things that you said is leadership is sacrifice. And I think that's one part of leadership where people don't see it. And especially right. like, um, I mean, nothing against people or the perspectives, but I feel that leadership is sacrifice. And most people fail to see that when they see leadership, they see it more like a position of authority or authority. That's what they see. And whereas leadership is action and sacrifice combined. And you are sacrificing something with respect to leadership. It's either your time, it's uh, either your resources, it's either uh, people, it's different things that you sacrifice when it comes to leadership. And most people fail to see that. And when they see it, they see, hey, leadership easy. You just have to, you just call the shots and it's pretty simple. Whereas it never is, you know, it is a complex decision. And every decision as a leader that you take, you need to think 10 times through on how it will reflect, especially in, when it comes to the cultural context too, it is going to be very hard to talk about that because it's very hard to take a decision with respect to culture. You just, you had to see the pros, the cons, or the effects that's going to have on people, the effects that it is going to have on, uh, on the people around you and the, on the effects of the people that, you know, indirectly and indirectly, and all these things come into picture. And I think that is one of the most, that's what makes leadership beautiful too, because that sacrifice that you do, is actually worth it. And, you know, and every wow. minute or every penny that you spend on leadership on what you do is actually amazing. And as, as a community, as, uh, as, 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 um, as an organization, I think that is important too, because uh, great things require sacrifice and there's nothing in this world. I mean, including the death of Jesus, where he had to sacrifice himself for us and everything in this world requires sacrifice and especially leadership. And you just need to be ready to give what it takes to achieve that level of, uh, that level of leadership, that level of 
thinking. And uh, one of the great, I mean, I would say definite examples are Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. They're great leaders. They're great entrepreneurs, billionaires. And I am very, very sure that they did have to sacrifice a lot of stuff in their prime, in their 20s or in their 30s while they were starting up Amazon, Tesla, or um, or Microsoft, whatever they were starting off in their respective business, they did have to spend time, spend money into it and sacrifice stuff. And I think that actually is something that people don't see it. That's very true. I mean, I think that most followers or even for me, I mean, I don't want to say most people, I want to say me, you know, sometimes it's hard to really see the sacrifice that my parents have done, right? Or like right. to see the sacrifice that my leaders have done. And so it's very important for me to realize like, hey, I need to be aware and I need to be grateful, you know, that these people who have been setting the culture, you know, whether it's like my ministry, like in ministry, in business, uh, in home, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice that's gone into it. Um, and so I think that very, very key. And one thing that, you know, I was thinking about when it comes to just even dealing with people, you know, that it's general, it's beyond culture is, you know, when we are looking at a picture, like a group picture, like people will go and look at themselves, right? I mean, the first person, if we took a picture, you know, you don't look at the other person to see if they're looking good. You look at yourself. Right. And there's this like intrinsic nature as humans to be, you know, a little bit self-absorbed. And when you are, you know, I remember one of my mentors, he said this to me. I, I used, when I was in the U.S., I was doing construction to just make ends meet, you know, paying for school. And I had dust, you know, I'm, I'm a black man with like curly hair. So like when you have like dust, you know, it just sticks everywhere. Right. Like, and you can see, especially it's drywall. So it was drywall dust. And so it was everywhere, man. I was looking not so good. And so I remember we had to like clean up a little bit and then we had to go eat lunch and we have to walk through the mall. So it was like, a re, you know, we were reconstructing a mall a little bit. And so I remember, bro, feeling so insecure. I was like, all oh, these girls are looking at me, all my friends, you know, maybe someone might see me that knows me. And my boss, I remember I was being hesitant because he was like, hey, let's go, let's go. And he's told me one lesson I'll never forget. He's like, Steven, the thing is, these people already, they're thinking about themselves. You know, they're young. They're just like you. You're thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. They might make fun of you when they see you in those five seconds. But once they're gone, they're thinking about themselves again. You know, they're anxious about how the people think about them. They're more worried about what you think about them. And so, and then he said, you know, like you're making like a little bit of money to support yourself, you know, and you're, you have vision, you know, why are you worried? You know, when they might be broke, you know, shopping and doing all these things, you don't know their situation. And, and, you know, it's like simple things like that, you know, that, that when you build a culture like this around people that, Hey, you know, don't be so, obsessed with everyone else around you right like like really re realize that you know as you're feeling you know like as you're feeling all these feelings of inadequacy as a leader or in culture because like again when you walk into a culture let's be honest there's you know i don't know the language i don't know the food i don't even know how to eat with my hands you know i don't know you know people still make fun of me the way i eat my roti and cut it with one hand or sometimes i do it with two hands you know there's like so many things that people can make fun of you, the way you wear your clothes or how you don't do this. So there's so many, many things to culture. Right? When you walk into a foreign culture, you know, whether it's like work, whether it's like in a foreign country, there's so much 
insecurity that can come in. But right. at the same time, you don't think about, they might be thinking, oh, you know, is a foreigner judging me? You know, like you coming in, are you judging us because of what we, you know, what we have or what we don't have? And so there's this thing, you know, where I think sometimes we need, just need to relax because right. in culture, you know, all of us are a little bit uneasy, but we need to, you know, like my other leader used to say, you know, learn to live in attention. And that's one thing I would, I would, I would talk to leaders who are listening to the podcast is, in, 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 in embracing different cultural things, there's always going to be that little tension that we have to be okay with. It's okay to have that tension of like, okay, how do we figure out how to, you know, if there's like an Indian, an African, and an American in a room, like, and working with the company, we have to order lunch and it's a company lunch, right? Do we order two, you know, like three different, you know, companies food? Do we order Indian food? Do we order food for, so, you know, like there's different tensions that, that are okay because it's, it's questions of love. You know, because we're trying to love all three, but also trying to be aware, okay, like we can do all three. So like, how do we bring these three people together to find something that works for all of them? Right. So I think that's where leadership really meets that tension. And and we, we can't run away from that tension. I I don't think also some leaders try to ignore the tension, you know, that, you know, you have a preference for food. I might have a preference for food and the American might have a preference for food. Like I'm talking about just like, as far as like someone who did not grow up at all. Like, see, I grew up in Africa, so I enjoyed that food, you know, even though I grew up in America for 16 years. You know, you have visited India and you, you know, maybe you would prefer Middle Eastern food. I don't know, you know. But see, people like us who have traveled a little bit, we're more versatile in our taste buds, right? But I'm talking about people who are coming straight from India, coming to your office, right? And then an African who's never traveled much comes to your office and then, you know, you you have to make them work with your American colleagues. So that tension is going to be there. And I think it's healthy to have that conversation as a leader and to not try to shy away from it, you know? Definitely. Most definitely. And I think that makes that that, that just makes the whole sense because uh, like you said, as leaders, we try to uh, we try to put a, we, we try to think that there is no tension or when we see the tension, we tend to avoid it and which actually causes much more of an issue more tension. <laughs> and it creates more tension basically. And I think that's actually much more important too, because as a leader, uh, the things that you see as small and you don't address at the beginning is what ends up as a bigger problem in the future. And when you right. actually deal with that in the first, in, in the essence of it at the beginning, it becomes so easy for you to deal with it later in the future. And right. uh, you just have to address it at the beginning and you are just trying, to, you, you, you're just avoiding a big issue that will co- may, might cause you, you cost you your leadership that might affect your leadership at the beginning itself. And as leaders, I think we right. should pay attention to even the small things that, uh, I'm not talking about pettiness or stuff like that, but I'm talking about, Issues like that concerns culture and small tensions that needs to be addressed. But if we don't do that, it ends up as a bigger mess in the future. Right. No, I totally agree. I totally, totally agree, man. I think that when you craft, like I talked earlier about creating culture as a leader in a different context, you have to know that you have to create it. And then after you create it, you know, like I think that nurturing accepting the tension is like really, really key for me. And um, yeah, like you can, you can run away from that, man. And I really appreciate honestly talking to people like you because 
you're lucky and and also I wasn't even lucky I would say you're being aware you know you're like I find you to be like a leader who is aware of your context you know the way you talk you're very you know in a sense educated to and I've researched enough to know like the different contexts right because of the blessing of you know being around so many people in you know in the Middle East and then you know in the Gulf and then you know in India and vastly different cultures and then you know you also christianity you know being in a church it's, it's a culture in and then Definitely, you have like yeah. the muslim you know country as well um then you're in the states and different culture again different you know standards of of living and acceptance and and so there's so many so and, and then now you know you have such a different you know like everything that's changing with covid and everything that's happening Right. There's so much we have to do as leaders to make sure that, you know, I would say, you know, one thing to be sensitive about, at least I'm learning is not everyone, you know, is being affected by COVID the same way. Right. Um, right. So just because, you know, people are working from home, it's not like a blessing. You know, it's like it could be really hard to focus, you know, because like, how can you say no to your parents when they get sick? You know, like when you're going to the office, you know, they know you're at the office, but when you're at home, now you have your parents or your other uncles, you know, who are calling you, hey, you know, do this. Hey, can you run and get this? And so it's like, oh, I have a meeting. Oh, no. you know. So there's like these like really tough, tough things, right, to work through and these tensions. But we have to embrace them. If we want to succeed in leadership and, and leading in like different cultural contexts, we have to accept these tensions, be willing to talk about them, you know, in an open way. For sure, and I agree one hundred percent with you. And you know, well, you uh, it definitely makes sense. And I think that's actually one of the greatest investments to leadership as well. And when you the the words that we say, the words that we speak, and you know, the things that we invest into people is going to be one of the greatest things that as a leader that we can do. And you know, and I think that's what we all the things that you just shared are mind blowing. And I think it's also kind of crazy when you actually think about it and ponder about it and uh, you know but uh i think we're we're almost at the end of our time but you know i think uh i think with the things that you said is amazing and you know but and how culture is affecting leadership and how we tend to address it and you know the way we do it is actually amazing and you know before we wrap up is there anything that you know you would love to share with uh as like the golden words from steve james <laughs> man um no i would say that word about living intention um being okay with being misunderstood they're really key um and i would say for for just any leader that's listening um i would say if you're wanting to actually do it well in a in a, in a culture so when you walk into a room I would say pray for three things, you know, like, and I was talking to you, Matthew, earlier, you know, just pray for a right person, right. you know, for Barnabas. You know, the thing is, Paul, even when he was coming to the church, right, he needed a Barnabas, a son of encouragement to, to bring him into the fold, right, to speak for him. So you right. need like that person, you know, that knows the culture. Like if, if I'm coming to India, I need another Indian that can tell me, you know, hey, warn me, hey, don't do this, don't do that. Like, for instance, you know, in America, bro, we can just kick people. Like, if I want to get a, a, your attention, I can just kick you. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, yeah. that was, like, something, like, when I came to India, my dude, like, I kicked someone. was like, hey, hey, no, 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 you can't do that. And <laughs> our people, they would just kick people to, like, get their attention. And that's so disrespectful. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. So I would say find the right person. The second thing would be <laughs> would be to find, you know, in a sense, like someone that can. Uh, so so even with the timing, you know, the thing is, you still don't know, like everything that you can get everything from that person. So like study, like find materials, like read books, read articles, like find out what other people you're not know, talking about, you know, certain things, you know, so like find the right person, find right resources, like study, read, research, you know, and then, you know, I would say lastly is just be okay with being misunderstood, like live in that tension and it's okay to mess up and apologize, you know, just be humble, you know, because take yourself not so serious, you know, do, you know, take what you do seriously, but don't take yourself so serious because you will make a mistake. Um, right. as a leader in a different culture, for sure. You have to apologize a few times. <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh. you for having me, by the way. Yeah, it's Man, been fun. For it's sure. Been so yeah, much it's fun. amazing. It's, it's such an honor to have you here. And, you know, the, the level of thoughts, the wisdom that you share, it is definitely amazing. It is definitely uh, one of the most, you know, it's it's so amazing to hear from so much about culture from a person who has been through different cultures. And, you know, and everything that you just said on this podcast, I am very 101% sure that it's going to influence a lot of people and change their lives as well. So if anything, I should thank you. Thank you so much for being here, Steve. <laughs> Thanks, bro. All right, guys, uh, that was Steve James, founder of Spike Nod, who was sharing his incredible inside wisdom and all his cultural, uh, cultural ideas, cultural experiences. So don't forget to check him out and Spike Nod. Uh, they're doing some crazy, amazing work in all around India. And I think that you guys are expanding to US soon as well. And, uh, you know, we just hope to do something here in the US as well. So stay tuned. Yeah, to what we these need guys to. Are doing. Yeah, you got you definitely need to. So yeah, guys. So make sure you guys hit a follow over there and reach out to Steve if you guys have any questions or concerns. And you know, I, I'm pretty sure he'll he's going to be a great help and a great leader. And you know, he's definitely happy to help everybody who comes by his way. So once again, guys, thank you so much for listening and stay tuned to our next episode. Thank you for listening to Bellwether's podcast. If you loved this episode, do not forget to share and subscribe. Also, we would really appreciate if you could leave a review. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for our next episode.